Welcome once again to Lato's Law. Here's Steve Lato. There will be a brief commercial announcement at the end of this video. Got a story here sent me by Caleb and Andrew. Caleb's on fire. Um, Police must return phones after 175 million passcode guesses, a judge says. Now, this is happening in Canada, but this is a topic that happens here in America. We've talked about this before, that the police encounter you for whatever reason, and they get a hold of your cell phone. They go, here, unlock, unlock the phone for me, please. And you go, no. And the question is, number one, what's the situation? Are you under arrest? Is the cell phone relevant? That kind of thing. But... The courts have been split on that as to whether or not you can be compelled to unlock your own phone. And the argument, of course, follows the Fifth Amendment, that you cannot be forced to testify against yourself. And putting the passcode into the phone sounds like it's, it's almost like testimony. You're testifying. You're, you're, you're giving up information and being compelled to do so. So the story here is out of Canada. Andrew Duffy wrote this for the Ottawa Citizen. And it has to do with the police. They've got the cell phone in their possession. The owner won't give up the passcode. And the question is, how long can they hang on to it trying to get into it? And this raises a technical question. I'm going to ask for all you tech guys in the audience at the end. But how many times should forensic investigators be allowed to guess the password of a locked cell phone belonging to a suspected criminal? That was the question that confronted an Ottawa judge recently when he was asked to rule on an application by the Ottawa Police Department to retain three cell phones from the suspect And they say they need them for two more years. They need them for two years because it might take them that long. The police seized the phones in 2022 with a warrant obtained based on information about a Google account user uploading inappropriate images to the Internet. The contents of the three phones were all protected by complex alphanumeric passcodes. Ontario Superior Court Justice heard the police investigators tried 175 million passcodes so far in an effort to break into the phones during the past year. The problem, the judge was told, is that there are more than 44 million potential passcodes for each phone. To be more precise, the judge said there are 44, 012, 666, 865, 176, 569, 775, 543, 212, 890, 625, Potential alphanumeric passcodes for each phone. I think that's billions and billions of billions. It means, the judge said, that even though 175 million passcodes were attempted, those efforts represented an infinitesimal number of potential answers. The Crown is asking for an order to find a needle in a very large haystack. The court heard that forensic investigators used brute force dictionary attacks in an attempt to break into the phone and view their contents. The method employs specialized software and a dictionary of passwords. So you could load in, theoretically, all the words in the dictionary, and it would go, and come back, go, okay, none of those are the passcode, because none of them worked. That's assuming the person used a word in the dictionary. The passcode dictionary features English language words combined with numbers and others that employ leet-speak. The system of modified spelling replaces letters with related numbers or special characters. So, for instance, alert might be the at symbol, and then alert or fear might be F34R. More advanced elite speak replaces all of a word's letters with numbers or symbols. And, of course, if it's just numbers and symbols and gibberish, all bets are off, right? takes about eight days to test 30 million passcodes from an existing password dictionary 
the court heard, but success depends entirely on whether the sought after passcode is included in a dictionary like that. The police use a number of password dictionaries and have recently added a new password generating program called Mentalist. The program allows police to create customized lists of passcodes and it can produce more than 2 million answers from one eight character English word. In an attempt to break into the phones of the suspect in their investigation, investigators use general password dictionaries along with specialized ones related to the man's known interests, and none of them proved successful. The police asked the court to give them two more years to try breaking into the phones using specialized passcode lists generated by Mentalist. An Ottawa police constable, a digital forensic investigator in the case, testified that he could create more passcode dictionaries than he could use during a lifetime with Mentalist. In his ruling, the judge said the court had to balance the property rights of an individual against the state's legitimate interest in preserving evidence and investigation. The phones, he said, have no evidentiary value unless the police can get into them. So here it's interesting because the Canadian court is not saying it's privacy versus the needs of the police. They're saying it's a property right question. That's that guy's phone. It's his phone, right? So it's a property rights question. So you have it. It doesn't do you any good. Give it back. While it is certainly possible that they may find the needle in the next two years, the odds are so incredibly low as to be virtually non-existent, the judge said. A detention order for a further six months or two years or even a decade will not alter the calculus in any meaningful way. He denied the Crown's application to retain the phones and ordered them returned or destroyed. The judge said the investigation can continue without the phones, and he noted that the police have made a formal request to obtain more data from Google. This strikes me as a potentially more fruitful avenue of investigation than using brute force to enter the phones. So I have a question, and this is something that's bugged me for years, is I've heard stories about somebody who's got a system someplace that's password protected, passcode protected, and somebody then goes and does a brute force attack on it and enters 35 million passwords and gets in. Why do systems allow that many login attempts? And I'm not saying that they should have just a cap or beyond which it does, but just say you can only do one password attempt every 30 seconds because a human doesn't need to do it faster than that. So if I password protect something of mine and I type in the password and it's wrong, I just typed it wrong, I fat fingered it. Oh, I'll try it again. I don't mind waiting 20 seconds to type it in a second time. Didn't work? Huh. Okay. But the idea that a legitimate user is going to actually say, you know something, I, I forgot my password. I'm going to throw 175 million passwords at it and see if I can get in. Is a legitimate user ever going to do that? So my question is, why would any system that relies on passcodes enable people to try hundreds of millions of combinations in short periods of time, which is humanly impossible, wouldn't seem to do anybody any good except for hackers and the government. But the point is that I cannot think of a legitimate reason why something that's passcode protected would allow thousands and thousands and thousands of password attempts in a minute.
Just say one every 30 seconds. And there's a parallel that I can think of right off the top of my head. I used to run a bulletin board. I ran a bulletin board years ago for people who use metal detectors. And there was a situation where people would come on and spam the bulletin board. Now, you could block known spammers, but the problem is that they would just simply change their name and come back in and spam it again. And what they would often do is they'd post spam on like every single post, and you'd have to go in and delete it. And so they had a thing called flood control. And so you could set flood control to where if someone comes in and they log in and they type something, the second they post it, they're limited from posting anything else for a length of time. If things got out of hand, I'd say five minutes. But if things weren't out of hand, I I leave it at two minutes or three minutes. And I never had complaints from legitimate users. But once in a while, I'd have somebody go, hey, Steve, I tried posting something and it wouldn't let me for a minute. And so I'd make a post public and say, by the way, guys, just to let you know that the board is being overrun by bots posting garbage. So I instituted a flood control. And I'd explain what it is. People go, oh, thank you. Notice that there's not a lot of spam on your site. Thank you. It's good. And what would happen is, yes, the bots, if they wanted to, could figure out how long that gap was and come in every five minutes and post something new. But they realized there's other boards that didn't have flood control turned on. They would just go there. And so it's the same thing as where you make your site less attractive to people who are going to do stuff like that. And they'll go someplace else. And they did. They did. So, again, if anybody can explain to me why you can't set the program to simply say you can only try one password a minute or 30 seconds because no human would get upset by being told you can only try to log in once every 30 seconds. And we're doing this to eliminate brute force attacks on accounts like yours. Most people go, oh, it's a great idea. It's a great idea. But no, we have a situation right now where the police have tried 175 million guesses and they want to try a few trillion more. It shouldn't be that easy. It should not be that easy. Now, they're still locked out, but I still think it's too easy. So Andrew and Caleb, thanks for sending that from the Ottawa Citizen. And Andrew Duffy wrote it. Police must return phones after 175 million passcode guesses, according to the judge. But again, that's a Canadian judge. But it's an interesting topic. And notice, again, he's not looking at it from a constitutional Fifth Amendment privacy rights type situation or testimony against yourself situation. He's looking at a simple property question. That's this guy's phone, and you've got it. It's not doing you any good. Give it back. Questions or comments, put them below. Let's talk to you later. Bye-bye. Thank you for watching Leto's Law. Darkness cannot drive out darkness. Only light can do that. Hate cannot drive out hate. Only love can do that.